I'm your host, comedian Joe Ahmed, and this is Beating Walls Only. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Beaten Walls only back at it again with another episode. My guest today is Skylar Giordano, who is the co-lead vocalist in a band called Bottom Shelf, like the shittiest whiskey you can find. That's correct. What's up, dude? Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, anytime. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, let other local people know about the other local people because Lancaster has got like a really nice hot spot for a bunch of different arts and entertainment. Yes, yet. it does. It's all. It's always like secluded. Like the music people find out about the music people, but they don't. They forget about the comics. The comics forget about the music, and the music like comics forget about the artists. But the artists work with the musicians. It's like we're all circling each other, uh, circle jerking each other from a distance. But it's uh, it's a rarity where we all cross paths. You so. know, I try to bridge the gap, and I have a couple times, as we said before this. Yeah. I was like, I've tried to do comedy, and it's not that I have failed or done great. It's always just been like. Uh, dude, music and comedy are so aligned, but so different. It's right. ridiculous. And I respect the fuck out of like any comedian because I've been up there by myself and I'm like, yo, dude, this sucks. <laughs> Especially when nobody's laughing. And that's the thing. When you play a song, no matter how shitty that song is, people will instinctively clap when it's over. Or like and maybe, groove a little, like a foot. You'll get might. something. You'll get something. You'll but get like, something. But if you eat shit on a joke, dude, somebody will just dead stare you, you oh, know? Dude, and, and like yeah no like no one is obliged to laugh at a bad joke yeah. but everyone's like if you don't clap after a bad song you're the asshole yeah so like it's like they're trying man it's really hard to make music but nobody realizes how hard it is to be funny <laughs> i know dude <laughs> My first time will always be my best time yeah. because it just, I didn't really think about it. I just kind of like. At the Chameleon I, Club? I, yep. That yeah. was. Rest in peace. I was 20. Oh my God. I was like, I was just like 21, 22. Okay. Maybe. So I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was like, I was 24. So it was like four years ago. First okay. time. Uh, guy walks into a bar. That's when like uh, yep. Sam was there and. Uh, Ryan Meehan. I think so. Yeah, I mean, was I, Audrey there at that point? I I had the first time I met Audrey was literally when they moved to Phantom Power. Gotcha. So, okay. I didn't know Jared, didn't know Audrey. I didn't. I I knew I knew Hambone. Um, <laughs> I love Hambone. And uh, I uh, I knew a few. Oh, Kyle Neff. I knew Kyle. Love Kyle. And uh, Kyle Neff was on this podcast. He I I listened. No. I want to make sure you weren't an asshole before I came on. I'm very much an <laughs> asshole. Don't don't let the podcast fool you. I um no I liked the I, I was like this is a really good I, like everyone who's been on there I I know at least most people like uh I know Darian like yep. and you know they're all cool people and I was like but yeah I, like I knew Jared not Jared I'm sorry I knew Kyle I knew Hambone I knew a few other people Sam who moved moved to Chicago if I remember mm-hmm. correctly I'm not too familiar with Sam I've heard him brought up her. oh her so see, I don't know Sam at all I then. That's that's uh then I don't know her at all then. I hope I'm not getting her name wrong because then I'd be I'd be the asshole. I wonder if there's ever been a Sam named Samuel Samuel Antha, Samuel Antha. That might be a Google for later. Yeah. I was that, talking about ADHD brain. Jesus Christ, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I live with that on a daily basis, dude. It is it is it is impossible trying to keep the the shit in my head straight half the time. Like 
I'll be like really hyper focused on something, and like halfway through the sentence, I'll just like wait before I get into that. <laughs> like completely derail everything I just said before. I've always wanted to like record a podcast and just me just talk about something, right? And then at the end, stop it and then like listen back, and at the end of the end, just talk about like where the conversation with myself went because that's like. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the new Bo Burnham special? Of course. Okay, so he, he kind of does that when, yeah. he, when he does the, you know, he, he does a reaction video to him doing <laughs> yeah. that fucking uh, unpaid intern song. Oh, my God. That was fucking hilarious. But, yeah, I want to, like, can't t- I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm having a conversation, like, every, like. I backtrack, double backtrack, start another story to make that first story make sense. The backtrack on the second story now, like then all of a sudden we talk about fucking like pizza or something, like something stupid, you know? Threads, like, you just grab yeah. on like a little tiny thread and then off you go. And then you get I lost. Get that. And then you get lost, man. You follow the threads and you never find the bottom of it. My favorite <laughs> moments when like everyone realizes that they're like, what were we talking about? That's yeah. always my favorite moment in those kind of conversations. My uh, my grandma just made me t-shirts for my birthday for the podcast. Two really? of them in the tag. She had she wrote the tagline as uh, so. What were we talking about? Because like that happens all the time in every every podcast. Because like you get so hyped up in what you were just talking about, or, or I'm sorry, the new thing that you were talking about, and then you like want to bring it back to the previous statement that like initially brought out the tangent. You know. So what were we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. Uh, well, let's talk about your band, Bottom Shelf. Okay, what do you want to know? Uh, like, well, so, I'm assuming it is because you want to be referred to as the shittiest whiskey of all time. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I joined the band in, uh, November. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I was in a band called It Looked Like Fire, and I guess I kind of still am, but, um, that band's kind of, like, just having, what, like, a chill. Yeah. Bottom Shelf's a little more serious, and, like, uh. I was asked to be in the... Well, I was actually asked if I knew someone, and I was like, dude, me? Because this band had already gone through like a big member change, and I was like, dude, you can trust me. Just have me join. Yeah. So I joined, and then like a week later, I like was like recording a demo for a song, and then three days after that, I was doing a music video to oh. later rec- re-record that song, which ended up being Spun, I believe. Okay. I have to. I didn't know you were in a band. I thought you were a solo artist. I'll have to check check you guys out. I've been out. in way too many bands. That's awesome my though. Whole life, I've dude. been in one band. It was a Christian metal band when I was sixteen. Ah, I remember those days, dude. Yeah. What was your band's name? Uh, wait, let me guess. Wait, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. So, how long ago was this? This would have been twenty eleven. Okay. All right. Twenty eleven. Twenty twelve. Somewhere in there. So, were you based in Mannheim? Yes, we were. Were you the Valenzetti equation? No, okay. I'm not sure. I'm that not the but, only band. That's the only band I know from that area. Well, next to August. I mean, Red, we didn't. No, I don't think that was our name. Wait, what the fuck. Jordan Slagle. Oh, dude. Okay, hold on. I don't. I know Jordan. Uh, and who's who's the other guy? The other guy, uh, Kurt, Kirk, Kirk or Kurt, and then the bass player. I want to say, oh fuck, dude. This is, I'm bringing back memories I completely forgot about. Um, Dig him up, dude. Oh, I forget his last name. It starts with a G. Valenzetti Equation. I don't think that was us, but fucking... Who was in that band? Caleb Lehman was in that band. Oh, that's that's why I recognize that name. No, I was not a part of that band. But oh, you that, say it's so rude. No, I was just saying, because like, I was like, that name is ringing a bell. Like, was that the name of the band? Like, I could, Actually, I might be able to pull up a picture. Uh, 
I'll I'll find that later. I'll show it to you after this because I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to scroll <laughs> for all that. But yeah, I was a I was the drummer for a Christian metal band, and it's like you know with Jordan Jordan was like the hardcore like you know fucking to the T Bible Bible guy, right? Um, and I was just like at this point like. I don't know. I was pretty atheist, I guess. I was. I just wanted to play music. So I know I, at least one member in every Christian band. It's yeah. always just like, I'm just here to play, dude. Yeah. Um, but it was like Jordan would write the like the darkest fucking I on that like the one song that like we should have recorded in my ba- at my mom's basement. Like the opening lines were, uh, uh, what is it? Like rip off your own face and slit your own throat. Just like right off the rip. I was like, wow, I'm really feeling the light of the Lord today. <laughs> <laughs> Punch that kid for Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the pit. Christian it, metal was a it was a wild time because like all of a sudden like the shit ton shit ton of bands just blew up like we're we're a Christian metal band like August Burns Red like August Burns Red obviously I feel like really spearheaded this and then what, what was the effort Texas. of band? Texas Texas yep. in July Matt Gray right that was the drummer's name no Matt Griner's and August Burns Red Adam Gray Adam yeah. Gray. Yeah, so I'm a little dyslexic too. That's so. all good, dude. I'm the same way, brother. Yeah, ADHD, man. I uh, I think a lot of bands, and like none of the bands you named, but like a lot of bands that I know or know of, they were always like, "We're Christian." I'm like, "Are you though?" Are you? <laughs> Do you remember uh, Crimson Armada? Yeah, yeah. They were not. <laughs> they were not, but they, they tried. They tried. They tried. Try to pass it off. Then the Holy Guile came out, and that was like their. That was like the dude's next band. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not Christian. Not Which Christian is you know also. like honestly like do do you like I don't like whatever gets you success is in this world, especially in entertainment. I do not care what you do. Didn't a, I don't know if this is correct, but I vaguely remember this being a thing. It could have just been high school bullshit. But didn't Attila originally start out as like trying I to be a Christian band? Don't know. But that would be quite a turn right <laughs> that's like mythological level of turn just right fucking there. Co- fuck a 180 we're <laughs> oh my god dude that'd be like a nightmare oh attila man i'm, I'm thinking about music i haven't thought about it in a long ass time because i've like completely deviated away from metal. Um, yeah like i'm like i like metal but like i never was like super into it you know what i mean i was I, for a solid decade i i did nothing but listen to metal. If it had a blast I had my, beat, my pockets for sure. But like, yeah. Like, I was, so all of high school, I was like a huge Slipknot fan. I had a Slipknot t-shirt for every single day of the week. Um, but then, like, after high school, like, I still was, like, into heavy rock and shit, but then I kind of, like, fell into, like, more, like, corn. Um, oh, who was... Alt metal, if you will. Alt metal, yeah. yeah. But now it's, uh... It's all jam bands and fucking dubstep for me. Dude, I've always been, like, really into, like, synthy or groovy. Who's synthy? <laughs> Who is Comedian. Synth? Jokes here, guys. Yeah, we got jokes. We got this fucking, guy's got jokes. We got fucking jokes over here. <laughs> hey, forget about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I've always just been into that kind of stuff. And, like, I, I joined a metal band because I was like, why not? And then, like, from there, like, dude, I started screaming literally because I had to prove that I could. And that's been the instrument that has followed me no matter where I went. I've tried to be a guitarist, tried to be a bass player. I play guitar my whole life, and I always end up being the vocalist. The vocalist. And yeah. that's fine. I mean, like, 
I played bass. Uh, I almost said I played bassist. I played bass for like fire, and like it came out pretty good. But like, I don't know. Behind the mic, it just feels right. Yeah, I have a pretty good voice, or so people tell me. Except when I'm telling jokes, then it's a uh, I. I never like that. Was like every time I get on stage, no matter how many times I get on stage, do comedy. It feels like the very first show I played when I was a kid yeah. in a band. I was like, every time, dude, I fucking lock up. Like, dude, that was me last night. Yeah, that was me last night. Like, I've never been so nervous in my fucking life. Because like the first time I ever did stand up, I just got trashed, and then, like I just had. Like, I was a, a little drunk for mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just fucking hammered. My whole my whole five minutes was about drunk pissing. <laughs> But uh, the uh, the whole set was about drunk pissing, so it worked out that I was hammered. But then last night, so I did I did Philly's funniest right comedy competition. Um, I've been prepping for it for like two or three months, and uh, there was this point where I was about to. I had four minutes before I got got up on stage, and it was just me in the green room by myself, and I was fucking losing my mind. Like, I was, like, running back and forth in the green room. I made myself do some push-ups. Like, I just, like, was talking to myself in the mirror. I was like, listen, you, you got this. Like, you, you, you know, you're going to perform well. And, like, so the, the, the comic before me comes off stage. And it was his first. <laughs> listen, listen, I want to give mad props to this guy. His stage name was not the designer. His, his real name was Mark Jacobs, right? He signed up for this comedy competition, a relatively, like, big comedy competition. And it was his first fucking time on stage. Oh hell yeah, dude! I was, like aim, dude, aim, dude, aim high, dude. I was like that. I, I was, I was like, bro, you had months to prepare for this. Like, you didn't hit one open mic. He's like, ah. I, I like, like you, dude. Like, I respect. I was like, props to you, man. But come I on, respect, <laughs> I respect, dude. I respect that hellishly. So if you know a guy named Mark Jacobs who's Egyptian and looks like he's Italian, tell him that Joe said respect. Dude, I respect that, dude. Because I was like, I mean, that takes balls. I don't think I would ever do a competition like without at least trying my shit out, you know. The competition, no. Open mic night. That's kind of what it is. Oh like, yeah, for sure. For, that's like, yeah, for it like out. a fucking co- a comedy con. Dude, I would do Battle of the Bands first because at least again people will clap for you. Right. If you suck ass. Well, the crowd last night was very supportive. You know, like even like I couldn't really hear what he was saying, but I could tell from the lack of crowd noises that it wasn't going all the best. But you know, oh dude, I've been there. Like, I I can, I don't know because I'm always on the one on stage. But like, I feel like my sets that I've done, I've, the the ten to twenty of them, whichever that wherever it lies in there, I've never gotten like the ugh sound. Oh, but I I've, have. I've been on I the have. other <laughs> side when I've heard that sound. I hope I didn't get that sound at least. But oh my god, dude, the the my worst bomb to date, um, it was the, the Chameleon Club's Christmas potluck. Mike, right? So like, yeah. So I was like, I was bragging. I was like, guys, like, people have been laughing at my jokes the last three weeks in a row. I think I got a really like kind of okay five minutes. So I brought some friends out, and I had this, I had this bit about you know new wave feminism and how it just proves that women need something to bitch about. Oh man, you're off to a bad start. Off to a, off to, <laughs> I was fucking swinging for the fences, and I did my opening punch, and I'm like, ah. Eh? And I just hear this one lady in the back go, "Ooh, that's not good." <laughs> <laughs> Now you know what you should do. You should inception and tell that story on stage. So it's like a joke about a joke, right? And then you can still tell the joke. I mean, I'll still tell the joke. I love it. It's like, <laughs> it's, it is a good. Jo- well, it's not a good joke, but it makes me laugh. But I'm a 
I'm very I'm a very easy laugh to get. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. If you're if you're like bizarre enough, I'll I'll laugh. Bizarre yeah. or like strange, I'll just laugh at anything. There's been there's some people at open my at uh, open mic night though when I go <clears throat> the few times that I go, I um I try to go more. But when's the last time you went? Uh, last time I remember was the Halloween show at Phantom. At Phantom, yeah. Where the fuck was I? I don't remember how. Wait, no, no, I don't remember. I don't think I was there, dude. I'm too neurotic to do stand. I mean, that, that's probably a fu- I shouldn't say it like that because I feel like the most best comedians are neurotic as shit. But like, I'll tell you the story one time is like, what's his name? Ron, Ron Kane, Ron Kane. Okay, Ron so he did a set, Kane. right? I left. I, I did my part. I stuck around for a couple art, a couple com- ugh, couple comics because that's what you do, especially yeah. as a musician. You stay as long as you can. And then I had to go home to work at like eight in the morning. So I sat in my car and waited for Ron to finish his set. Mm-hmm. So then I could leave because I had this, this, this pit feeling that he was going to make a joke as I left about me leaving. And I ne- <laughs> so I would, that's how neurotic I, I do. I think about everything. Yeah. So I feel like I'm like, dude, if I do a joke, that's a little too risky. See, I have that thought too, and it gets like super overwhelming. But I'm just like, fuck it, I just gotta rip it, or else it'll, it'll drive me insane. I look back at my material, I'm like, none of this stuff is that risky at all. Actually, I think the most risky thing I did, which I did, was I made fun of Italians, and I'm like, wait, I'm fucking Italian. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like my last, you can't even pronounce my last name. So. I can't. Jure, jure, darn. forget about it. No, I sound like fucking Brad Pitt and in, in Glorious Bastards. Uh, Born Giorno. Gorlami. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eddie DeCoco. What a fantastic fucking movie. We can also, talk about Tarantino any day. Also, I just want to I, I want to note that we initially started talking about your band and now we're all I, dude, I don't care, man. <laughs> like, dude, we'll have to review the tape. We'll have to have a oh, bonus episode. I just like this is I lo- see I love I love interviewing other ADHD heads cuz this is what happens. We just like feed off each other and just go back and forth dude. about fucking whatever pops into our so head. So Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. So do you like feet? I like mine. <laughs> See, I never, I never understood the foot fetish thing. I don't understand. It's like, either. I can be like, okay, that's not an ugly foot, but I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, touch my dick with it. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, like, I get that. Like, I don't understand, like, the attraction to yeah. it. I'll be like, yeah, it's a good foot. You know? You yeah, can, it's a good foot, it's dude. It's a good foot. You know, not a lot of hair on it. You know? <laughs> it's not, no, no bunions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just feel like... I don't even know what I was like. Why do women like brag about their feet? I've never, you, I've you, never heard it. You spend more time on Twitter, bro. Maybe, maybe. Well, I I used to follow a lot of e thoughts, so they were they were the ones selling their feet pictures. But they'd be like, look at my feet. I got my shitty little panties around them. What I will say is, um, I believe in all genders. That if you've got something to sell and you want to sell it, I say fucking sell it. <laughs> I don't fucking hate the game, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this this whatever this gap is. Give it a go, dude. The Spock gap. <laughs> the Spock gap. The live long and prosper thing. Just so the listeners can know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gave the the Spock live long and prosper. Are you a Star Trek guy? I'm a Star Wars guy. Star Wars guy, my man. Fuck Always, it. yeah. For like, I tried getting into Star Trek. 
I'm not against it. I just don't like that. Like, I'm a huge sci-fi nut, and like, I just don't like the hyper-realistic science fiction. Yeah. I like dystopian stuff or like Western stuff. Like when it comes to science fiction, so like Firefly, Star uh, Star Wars, Blade Runner, stuff like that. I never got into Blade Runner. It's my favorite. I've heard it's good. The second one is my favorite movie of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Blade Runner two. Twenty twenty forty nine. But yeah. Best best movie ever. I would say so. Yeah. I can actually stand behind it. Better. Now, when it comes to comedies, I'd put Hot Fuzz up there towards the top. Better than Two Towers. Oh, you're not a Lord of the Rings fan. Well, I was like, I was like, we're we talking about like 9/11 right now. We can. <laughs> we can. Yeah, I'm open for it, man. <laughs> How is it, job. is it funny now? Like, can we talk about it now? Depends on who you ask. You did warn me this was a political, uh, politically charged. Yeah, super politically charged. How do you feel about diarrhea after Taco Bell? Uh, I don't have it until the next morning, and I'm usually at work. And every single time, I like gorge myself on Taco Bell. And I'm a vegetarian, so like I get the black beans, which is probably what's saving me from the diarrhea. I'm vegetarian. All right, we got to cut this podcast. All right, cut short, it out, guys. dude. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, dude, every time my boss is like, "Are you good?" I, I, she's like, you look like you're dying. He's like, yeah, it's Taco I come Bell, out dude. like I'm gray. <laughs> my skin is gray. I'm like, I'm sweating. And I'm just like, dude, lava. <laughs> it's been like, it is dangerous having Taco Bell so close, you know, because it's right down the street, two minutes. Yeah, know? dude, one's getting built by next to me near my house. And <sighs> it's, dude, good fuck. luck. Good luck. Good luck, man. Because when you're hammered at 11 o'clock at night, you're like a quick Uber. <laughs> I intermittent fast. Okay. And that's, what that's good. And I do, I do, I eat under 2,000 calories a day. Okay. So See, when I eat Taco oh, Bell. So you're, you're even doing the fasting and you're counting the calories as well. And I, I used to be low call. I used to do all, th- if I had to lose like a lot of weight for whatever reason, because I'm like either a narcissist or I care too much about what I look because I'm, I'm dysmor- dysphoric, whatever. Dysmorphic. Dysmorphic. That's, I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm way fatter than I am. Well, that's the thing, right? The body dysmorphia, that's what it's called, dysmorphic? Yeah. Yeah. So I pick I pick a weight. It's one sixty five to one eighty. Like one eighty. That's your window. If I stay in there, I'm kosher, dude. But like, if I go anywhere above or below it, I'm like, let's get some fucking shit going. So like, I used to be low carb, intermittent fasting, and calorie counting. Now it's a little hard with carb and calorie because yeah. more carbs, less calories. Now with uh, like peanuts are a shit ton of calories, but almost no carbs. Right. Yeah. But um, with your with your uh, vegetarianism, uh, do you eat like a lot of high fat, high like high like good fat foods? My typical food that I'll eat is like apples, bananas, lots of avocados, protein shakes that are uh, not whey based. But I don't mind the whey stuff either. Now, I'm what's not, the beef with whey? Do you just not like it, or I mean, like I don't know. I think like it depends on what flavor it is. Because sometimes like the whey has like that weird like texture to it. I mean, it's technically vegetarian. It's you know, it's just not vegan, and I'm not a vegan. I've tried. It's not fucking easy, bro. I could not give up meat nor dairy. I didn't. The meat didn't kill me. I, but dude, cheese did. I, I like, love when trying to be vegan. I was like, I can't do this, dude. dude. I love meat. I love steaks. I love chicken. I love uh, chicken wings. <laughs> Mainly chicken wings. <laughs> so my like the reason I was okay with it is because like I could leave steak and stuff like that like when i have a good steak there's a good steak you yeah. know what i mean it's been almost eight years but like i, I remember i remember some of the best ones but when they're bad i'm like i can't fucking eat this and like if how do you how do you how did you eat your steak medium rare okay all right i can respect that but i like no fat on it okay so impossible okay <laughs> so 
Whenever you decide to relapse, I want to cook you a steak. I'm nine years in, or eight hey, years in. But I'll heroin try. addicts relapse anytime. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't joke about that. It's fucked up. <laughs> no, it's all right. I mean, it's not, but it, you know. Comedy. <laughs> what's le- Dude, what's left to joke about? Well, we can't make fun of the Jews. Well, I make fun of myself when most of the time I yeah. do stuff, so that's like, I, I feel pretty safe. Yeah. I do a lot, like when I'm on stage. I do a lot of like racially charged shit. Like, uh, there's an execution to that. I think. Yeah. There's a way to survive that. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I wouldn't do it. It's not like I'm on stage. Like, what's up with these fucking black people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's not. It's nothing like that. Like I'm always whimsical. It's never like hatefully intended. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think most people can take pick up on that. Yeah. I think it's like. There's a whole thing about that, like, like what is okay? I've had these arguments with people where I'm like, dude, it's like, it's all subjective. Like, one person doesn't speak for their entire race. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, well, this guy said it was cool. I'm like, yeah, that guy said it was cool. Not everybody said yeah. it was cool. I think South Park really hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> when oh, which, which episode is with, that? With, uh... <laughs> when, uh, Randy goes on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, dude. <laughs> what an episode. Respect, dude. I like. I respect. I, I respect that form of comedy. Where oh it's like, my god! I like that was such an off the fucking walls episode. Ir- irony and sarcasm are yeah. where I like to sit. Top as, as possible for yeah. sure. Absurd. Kyle Neff. Absurdity. Like oh, Kyle Neff is a phenomenal f- comedian for sure. Like we, I, t- I tried having a mic in my backyard last summer, um, just like one time, and he did this like. It was one bit because we we all did ten minutes. It was a ten minute bit about good cop, bad cop, and like by the end, like I thought like I got dosed with acid because like by the end of it, my brain was just fucking. I love absurdity like that, dude. Could not keep like could not keep up. It was so like fast paced and just like back and forth and contradicting of its. Uh, he's he's got to fucking figure it out because it is a great bit. He's just got to make it shorter. <laughs> So it's like like a five ten minute bit. Yeah, like no shit. Like he just goes back and forth with it. Like, oh, I'm gonna tell him that next time I see him. So fuck. What were we talking about? This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Adderall, <laughs> Ritalin, Vivans, other ADHD medicines. If you are pregnant or nursing, please, please advise by your doctor. Yeah. Fuck, what were we actually talking about? Veganism. My band, I'm pretty sure. But oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 actually, let's get into the p- promotional aspect of this I shit. I mean, dude, I did like... Your band. When you asked me, I was like... I mean, I don't got a whole lot going on. I mean, I but like I do. I have everything going on at once, all the time, because I have no self-control. Hey, my but, man. But like... Um, like, none of it's ta- like, none of it took off. Yeah. I w- <laughs> hey, I feel you. I'm fucking ripping this podcast, doing jujitsu, and trying to be a comedian. I got the, I'm on the Joe Rogan routine, except I'm really fucking bad at it. Nah, dude, you're good at it. I'm decent enough at right, it. I'm getting. That's I what just, I wanted to hear. I'm new at it. Here, I'll say hey, that. I'm go. new at we've, it. We've we've traversed from one side to the other. Now you're like yes. now you're ready. Yeah. I think I think in like, I think two years time, I think I'll be proficient at everything I'm doing right now. You know, I play guitar mm-hmm. since I was like 10, set between 7 and 10 years old, and I should be like a master at this point, and I still fucking suck. <sighs> fingers fingers don't work for guitar sometimes. Man, dude, it's I, like, 
I don't know. I think it's like ADHD. That's like a good, it's like a good euphemism for like myself is like, I can't focus on one skill and become a master at it. Yep. I feel like I'm good. Like I'm, I'm okay at everything I do. Yep. And like, there's nothing that's like, yo dude, that was crazy. The one thing I could say that like, I was really good at was drumming, but I have not touched my drum kit in four fucking years now. It'll come back, dude. Hop on. It's just, uh, it's just at my grandpa's house, and I, that's that's my excuse. Like, I don't want to have to be like, "Hey, gotta come over and play my drum set." I'm just waiting until wait until I buy a house. Well, my girlfriend buys a house and I move in with her. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I bought all my synths within the last six months, and um, I, uh, I was going real hard on it on Instagram, and I ended up. Like my, my basement flooded, so I had to get everything out of there before it got worse. Mm-hmm. And it did the other night when it fucking came down mm-hmm. hard. But um hard. But um hard. I, I I got everything plugged in to have my I have a few friends over here jamming. We do like headphone jams, we got like an electronic drum set, we all have headphones on, we're just jamming. Sound pretty good with like a reverb pedal, but it was a mess. It was a fucking nest of wires and this little like I would say like nah, ten by uh Nine by six is like my like my new room size. Okay. And it, the wires were ever all my cables were like twenty feet, so I just unplugged everything, wrapped it up, and now my excuse to not play synths is because I'm like I don't want to get it all out, dude. Yeah. They just sit there. Yep. And when I want to record something real quick, so like, I have this little thing called a pocket. I thought I thought about bringing it today. It would be really funny, but like it's called a pocket operator, and they make a bunch of these. Teenage Engineering. You've probably seen the the well, their big flagship synth, which is like a little. It's maybe about like a foot by like maybe six inches. It's a white keyboard, but it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a keyboard. It has a little screen on it. And like all the lo-fi people use it. They're like $1,000. But like they make a little thing called a pocket operator. And I have the sampler edition. So I just record something with a microphone and then oh, sample it. And then you can loop it. And I'll just sit there and just like write music that way. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Do you remember the uh, Chaosolator? Yes, I do. Dude, that thing was a lot of fun. Those things are so strange. I just, I think, like, I'm really glad that these days, like, they were really cool, but I'm glad these days, like, they kind of strayed back to analog. Right. Because, like, I did not like where synths were going. Because I, I wasn't playing synths until, like, a, a couple of months ago. Like, physically, play. I would write them, and I would like them, but I would never play them. But uh, I was always like, you're not actually, like, figuring out notes. You're just kind of, like, fucking around. Yeah, like, it was, which is it was wh- very, like... Literally touch and go, you yeah. Know? But I, I like the fact that I could literally just scribble and, that's and that, make some fucking cool sounds. So when I got the pocket, like this is a good example. So like music and like synthesizers these days are so easy to get into because like you could get like so I have a Korg uh, Mini Log, which is a XD, which is like a tiny version of the Pro Log, which is a huge Korg flagship synth. Mm-hmm. That is pretty easy to get into because, like, they have presets and you can just fuck with knobs. The other one, my first synth was a uh, Modal 8 by Cobalt. Or, fuck. Cobalt 8 by Modal. And uh, that one's pretty easy to get because, again, presets. But um, when I got the... Uh, I, I wasn't writing stuff until, like, maybe a few weeks in. When I got that pocket operator, and if anyone's listening who wants to get into synthesizers, buy a pocket operator because they're $60 to $90 and you can... They're just like little calculators that you like. You can just write music, hmm. and I, I wrote my first song in the first thirty minutes. Well, shit, that sounds very efficient. And all the buttons are in key with each other, so they uh, you can press any button and it'll huh. sound in key. So, huh? Well, ain't that some fucking groovy shit? I do like that they're making like electronic music more approachable. 
yeah. for people because when I do when I was like when I really wanted to get into it, it was like buy a micro Korg and then kill yourself. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, dude! Are you like, oh man, I could all right. I'm trying to hone in on one thought. Dude, I gave you a lot to think of. Right I know there. they're like, <laughs> all right. So, making electronic more electronic music more approachable in what aspect? You mean as far as like so for example, creating or creating listening? for sure. So like I would say listening. I think because of like the the emergence of retro wave that gives you a nostalgic feel to listen to it and the low fidelity like lo-fi music. Yep. That stuff was not huge. It, it was like like a lot of the hardcore bands we listened to back in like 2010. They would they always have those little lo-fi bits and stuff. Yeah. But like they would never be or the or the electronic drum kit. I think with with, with the emergence of Spotify as well is yeah. what really gave us like because now you can because like of course someone was doing that stuff in 2010, but we didn't fucking know who it was. Yeah. YouTube was three years old. Like no one fucking knew what was going on. <sighs> Oof! I yeah, did, I did not like hearing that. So like, yeah, YouTube think, was think three about, years old. Think that. Think about that. Bo Burnham just put like, dude, when we were listening to hardcore, that was Bo Burnham's first video, yep. and like, my whole family, that song, dude. So like, wow, dude, what the fuck? Where's the last decade gone? Honestly, I'm I I like looking back and being like, wow, I fucking hated all that shit. And you think you love it. You think you love it I while you're not. in it. But yeah. like back then, you think you're like, yeah, this is this is the bee's knees. And then now you're looking back, you're like, I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I hated, I hate myself if I wish, I wish like I could be two different people. Because like when I met my wife, it was like a whole different like, that was, I was 20 years old when I met my wife. So like I'm 28 now. Now so, when did you guys get married? Uh, 2017. You almost got me in trouble there. <laughs> uh, you know your anniversary <laughs> yeah i mean we had three of technically have two anniversaries now so we got we got married um at a courthouse because three days later we got a uh we got a ceremony on stage at launch music fest when galactic empire did Ooh. a did a like, star wars themed wedding yeah dude us. galactic empire is lit yeah so like we, we i was friends with some of those dudes and i was like yo i'm friends with somebody who was friends with some of those dudes <laughs> do you know gary Gary who? Conahan? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gary's cool. Yeah, he's a longtime family friend. He actually helped me get this podcast started. I, dude, I, I saw like, a couple of your first videos. I was like, oh, he's in Gary's studio. I recognize that place. Yeah. No, Gary's awesome, and he's yeah. really helpful, and I keep dodging him on trying to get a podcast started, because I'm, I'm restarting my old podcast, okay. which is like an audio drama mixed with, an, with a tabletop game, but we're going to get rid of the tabletop part and just go full on audio now, drama. Now, what, what, is, what is audio drama? It's like, there's a million ways to look at it. Um, audio dramas could range from like, ta- like a movie, like this is a little, think of like a movie and then take out the screen and you're just hearing. Isn't that That's a book? The wor- Isn't that a book? An well, audio no, book? There's, there's, most of them don't have narrations. Like it's a lot of acting and then they'd have a narrator. Ah. Uh, That's one. Another audio drama that I really like, or I shouldn't say audio drama. I should say just like podcast fiction because mm. audio drama has got its own thing, but like. Uh, I would say like Welcome to Night Vale. That's a good one. That's like a radio show that takes place in like uh, some weird alternate dimensional like city that's like really creepy. And the what guy, was the name of that again? Uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. Yep. Okay. No, that's really interesting. It, so. The whole time is like he's just like uh, 
I'm sure I can't. I'm blanking on everything that he's ever done. But like, it, like the first episode opens with like there are strange men in robes out by the park or something like that. He's like, please do not approach them. And it's like, but it's it's funny how he delivers it all. So it's almost like uh, the the what is that called? The War War of Worlds. Exactly. From, okay. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Now. So like the one that we did was like a space opera, and uh, <laughs> we did a space opera. You could, it's still up there. You can listen to it. What's it called? Uh, Omega Star Seven. Omega Omega Star yep. Seven. Okay, I'm definitely gonna look that up. But I mean, like it was pretty. Ru- I would say like so like we stopped because like it was everyone got too busy and uh, but. Whoa. Yeah, that was a cool noise. How the fuck? All right, enough of that. But, but uh, no, it was like we. Ju- I was like, let's just do it. So we recorded like uh, we were playing the the tabletop game Genesis. Never played it. It's like it's like D and D, but it's a little more theatrical. And I was like, this would translate great into a podcast format because like you just roll dice and it says, well, there's like three successes and two failures, so you did a good enough job. So this is what we this is what happens, and we would narrate it. And what I would do because like I really wanted to set set ourselves apart, so I would like. I would make I would stop the podcast, not like in the final production, but I would stop and be like, "All right, we're gonna act this out a little more." Then I'd have the group be crazy, or there'd be parts where I'm like, "No game, just have a good, just improv and have a good time." And some of those some of those improv bits are like the reason why, like I was like, I keep getting pulled back. So I'm like, "This shit's too good not to like go somewhere." Right. Like it's so it's not me because I'm the narrator. I like it's these guys being funny. Yeah. Like I'm like the narrator oh. and all like the the random characters. That sounds very, very, very cool yeah. and interesting. So, like, it was fun to do, and then, like, we kind of, like, I fin- we finished the season, which is really all I cared about. It was like, let's just finish the season, and then we'll go from there. But, like, uh, it kind of fell apart. Um, people got too busy. We were doing, like, someone else was doing a turn on, the, on like, dungeon mastering it. And uh, it just, between that busyness, I was having a second kid. It just got too messy. Yeah. And I was like... And then now I play, D- I just play normal D and D with a lot of those dudes on that day for fun. But like, I do, I'm getting so I was just talking. I'm saying this out loud here, so I have to do it. <laughs> it's, I'm I am making this a thing now. So if anyone like, check out Omega Star Seven, because it's coming back. It's coming back, baby. I have, to, I have to say it now, so people I can make it real. But yeah, that's like that's where like that's where I learned synths. I okay. that's where I wrote all the music huh. on GarageBand with the synths. Huh. And Good old garage band. To give it like this noir feel. And like from there, I was like, I got to get real sense. Bought some real sense. There you go. Oh, Excuse me. Long day. But I, was, I didn't mean to laugh at the Space Odyssey, but or Space Opera. But you've seen Bojack Horseman, correct? Of course. Fucking Todd and his Space Opera. That, that was, that was when exactly. Space, Dude, I well, was dying. Ours is very, it, it has a serious undertone. But like it's so, I it's like such like a huge parody. Like it's it's silly. Like one scene that comes to mind is they go to a bar and they get tacos, and then it goes all it goes off the rails when in space. Yeah, it's the joke. Is like the tacos are a normal thing. They're like, what the fuck's a taco? And I'm gonna butcher this telling it, so I'll show it to you after the podcast. This bit, but like the bit was like, uh, so how do you eat a taco? And the bartender's like. Usually with your mouth. And then one of the players is like, uh, I pull my pants up. <laughs> and then it just goes off the rails from there. And then I have to end up telling a horror story about some guy that did eat it that way. I feel like... Anally, if you will. Oh, and I was thinking up the dick hole. Either way, painful. 
I mean, hot sauce for one. I'll show you. I'll show you this bit. Okay. You're, you're going to laugh. I think you might laugh. Uh, probably. That sounds... But, uh, <laughs> but it's stupid like that. But then, like, if you, like, halfway through the season, it gets, like, it turned to a horror show. Like, I'm doing, like, screams again as a, as a harsh vocalist. I'm, like, doing screams on the mic, and then I'm, like, pitching it up so it sounds horrible. <laughs> And, like, so, like, out of nowhere, it becomes, like, a horror show, and then it goes back to being funny. Like, I don't know. Like I, Club Dread. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, dude, you don't know about Club Dread? Please tell me. Uh, so, you know Broken Lizards, right? Super yeah, Troopers? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they made, like, a horror comedy movie called Club Dread, and it's fucking hilarious. I'm checking it out. Yeah, it is. Maybe tonight when I get home. It's, it's like, really good. I love those dudes, so, like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's such a... It's just such a early two thousands party comedy slash slasher flick. I love that dude. Yeah. Remember Hot Tub Time Machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. The se- I, for some odd reason, the second one, like I laughed Holy harder fuck. at because all they did was make fun of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the creator of Lugal. Fucking. <laughs> oh God. This is like, so like my biggest thing is like music, audio dramas. I just like things that like take itself seriously or doesn't take itself too seriously. Yes. I just enjoy Casual, relax. I enjoy the casual. So like one of my favorite movies ever that's not Blade Runner or Hot Fuzz, Thor Ragnarok. Really? Yeah. I thought that one was garbage. You thought Thor Ragnarok was garbage? That was the one where he cuts his hair and shit. And yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, horrible. I think well, so. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Not horrible. Not horrible. Listen. It was. It was just. I was. I was looking more for Thor's badassery, and it was just kind of like. Eh, so you a- know, who Taika Waititi is the guy that directed it. Did uh, we what we do in the shadows and stuff like that? Nope. So he is a <laughs> uh, a new. Is it Zealish? New Zealish. Hey, he is a director from New Zealand. I think they're they called Kiwis. He, he, oh, I don't know. Is that are we allowed to say that? Uh, maybe. Is it a racial thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Well, I didn't say it. That's I, all. I think it. Was, I think the Kiwis were just like the the Aboriginal people of New Zealand, right? Uh, or was Ma- uh, are they, aren't they? I'm not gonna say. I, I'm going to feel really bad if this is wrong, but I think it's Maori. Yes, that's what it is. I don't know. So my my girlfriend, she did the Disney college program, right? And she yeah. worked with a bunch of people from New Zealand. She referred to them as her Kiwis. Okay, now, now you made, you're, put, you're putting on a connotation to it that makes it sound racial. <laughs> I mean, they're white. Well, at least her friends were white. <laughs> now I'm really second-guessing myself. If I've just been calling New Zealand people Kiwis and it's fucking racist. If uh, you are from New Zealand, please write in. Yes. Is Kiwi a racially charged term? See, but uh, we haven't hit, uh, the podcast hasn't hit New Zealand. We are in the Philippines. We are in Thailand, South Africa. I think that's it in America. So Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Thor Ragnarok. This has a point. Uh, (laughs) I swear it has a point. I watched the, uh, I watched the behind the scenes that they had, like the the Disney gallery about Thor Ragnarok and uh, Taika Waititi would do each scene, not every scene, but a lot of the scenes, he would just be like, from what I understand, I didn't watch it super intently because ADHD and they're talking a lot, but uh, he would like 
I think there's a scene where like Thor is talking about how Loki used to be he would he would turn to a snake knowing I love snakes and he'd pop out and stab me with his knife and go ah it's me. Yeah. Apparently that is one of five stories that uh, that Chris Chris Hemsworth made up on the spot because they like to improv a lot of that humor in the movie. So hmm. a lot of the humorous bits are improv'd huh. because like that's how Taika Waititi directs. It'd just be funny. So like I took that to heart, and that's how a lot of like the the podcast was was like. Just you know what you know what's going on. Just kind of have a good time with it, and that makes me like that movie a little bit more yeah, now. Yeah, re- like, you should rewatch it and be like, understand that most of it's improv. Ah, uh, huh. And that's like, and Disney was like, Disney liked Taika Waititi so much that they were like, just go ahead, do your own thing, rip it, dude. Because Thor was <laughs> Thor at that point was dying as a as a franchise, yeah. and like they were like, we need something because they try to get too dark. Like the first two movies are super dark, and then like. Rag- like really intense well, ra- dark. You know, Ragnarok throws it back to the time of Jack Kirby doing Thor, which is like, you know, light like rainbows and like hel- like, you know, horns on the helmet, big beard Thor, the ridiculous like over the top. And it reminds me of what's uh Flash Gordon. Remember like yeah. the fucking Valkyrie? Yeah, dude. That's what it reminds me of, is like the shitty eighties vibe. Oh, do you want to talk about shitty eighties vibes? I I do write synthwave music, so we can Oh, have you <laughs> Fuck. hold on. You ready for this? I am. Have you ever watched Kung Fury? Of course I've watched Kung oh Fury. Oh my god, that is <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. That is What oh. year is it? It's the prehistoric age that explains the laser raptors. Oh my god. That was that I've or did you say the Viking Age or something? It's something ridiculous. It's something, something silly. But she's got a fucking minigun sitting on the back of a, of a laser raptor. The laser raptor? Was that what it was? I don't know. Did you ever see the Velocipaster? No. I've seen... I saw I've it. Seen I watched what, it on stream one day, and I was like, this is ridiculous. But the soundtrack is fucking lit. Is it? B-movies have the best soundtracks. Cause it's a bunch of punk bands that like uh. will take 100 bucks for fucking licensing. The um, the last like, I I thought for sure it was gonna be at least somewhat decent because uh, Sam Elliott was in it. Which one are we talking about? Um, Kong Fury still? Or? No, 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 no. This is called uh, <laughs> it's called the man that killed Hitler and the Bigfoot. <laughs> Dude, I mean, oh my God. like it had so much potential, uh. But it was just all over the place, and it had one of the most fucking like unintentionally hilarious fight scenes I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Speaking of Bigfoot, have you ever heard of uh, the author Chuck Tingle? No. Who writes erotica? No. Uh, Whoa. Hold t- on. Just trust me on this. All right, let's look up just just look up Chuck Tingle book covers, and I want you to read them off on podcast. Just all the top ones. Just right now. Just this is this is this is good content. Just go to Google, look up Chuck Tingle book covers, and just go for it. Chuck Tingle book. I'm about to give all of your listeners something to really get into. I'm concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not kid-friendly. I just want to warn everybody. This is a not safe for word podcast. What the fuck? Read it out, man. Oh, my God. Okay, so number one. Number one we got here. Pounded in the butt by... My bizarre assumption that Chuck Tingle books are just covers and not actual books. <laughs> oh, my God. What else we got? What else we got? Canada. 
pounds my butt and covers my pancakes with real maple syrup in an erotic way. My, also, it is delicious. My favorite one is uh, Bigfoot, Pi- Bigfoot Pirates Haunt My Balls. Like, I swear to God. They're just Are, like, do you read these? No, I've never read one, but the fucking, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I kind of want to now. Oh, what's this one? What's this one? Not, <laughs> not pounded by anything while I practice responsible social distancing. Look at this. It's got, it's, got a, it's got a cut black dude and a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex head on a body. That is... I'm, gonna, I'm now Chuck Tingle's biggest fan. I'm going to read these. What else we got? I'm in love with the handsome mummy race car. <laughs> I don't <laughs> we should start a podcast that's just us reviewing each book. I, I'm f- I'm for it. I'm f- <laughs> trans wizard Harriet Porber and the bad boy. I don't even know how to say that. Parasaurolophus. Not as funny. Chuck Tingle. Oh my god. We're gonna give that a three out of ten. All right, we'll do two more. Wait till you get the Bigfoot, dude. We'll do two more. All right, this one is. Uh, Come back. What? This? Fuck. Where'd it go? Oh. Oh. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Donald Trump. Trump? T R O M P. (laughs) 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 Pounded in the butt by the handsome Russian T Rex who also peed. Who also peed on his butt and then blackmailed him with the videos of his butt getting peed on. <laughs> like, is is Chuck Tingle like autistic? Like, what is what is is he just apparent? Dis- listen, I don't know. I can't confirm that. Uh, but uh, from reading his Wikipedia, apparently on his Twitter he has said, he has stated that he is autistic. Yes. Well, now I feel like an asshole. So I, I don't like that. Might be his son who said that. I don't know. Like it's a, it's a, it's. I don't want to get into that. Um, well, good for him, for crank, <laughs> cranking out like three hundred books. Yeah, that's fucking respect, dude. All right, this is the last one. News commentator Sam Hannity pounded in the butt by the face that by the fa- Oh, by the fact that he didn't disclose he has the same lawyer as the president. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I'm I'm definitely. I can, I gotta get away from these. I, yeah, I'll, I'll keep. Turn, I'll, I'll close keep, the window. I'll, dude. I'll keep looking at those. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That is fucking. This might be your longest episode because we still haven't talked about my band. ADHD. <laughs> I'll write you a jingle. I'll, I'll do that on the house for you. I'm just fucking ADHD. I'll play that for every time he gets sidetracked. Like, bam! It's fucking like a radio DJ. Uh, Rip it. Whatever buttons they push. I don't, I don't know anything about sound. Like, Neither do I, dude. Dude, Gary, Gary literally made this idiot proof. Like, because he hooked me up with like the laptop, Logic, all this other shit. And he's like, all you, fucking with. all you have to do is hit record and make sure everything's hooked up can, correctly. And uh, I have all the plugins and shit turned off. But, yeah, uh, I also, uh, when I read my record, I turn off my plug lens because you don't, you don't want like you don't want to be sucking the power and whatnot. Well, is that, that what that is? is that no, what like I don't a, even know what it is. It is better. So if you go in with the plugins, I'm pretty sure it will record the plugins. Right. 
And if you turn the plugins on afterwards, you'll just add it on top of the recording. It's better to have stuff that's like raw. The more that's like photography, like you take a raw photo so you can process it yourself and make it exactly how you want it. I just make sure the dials turn to A. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, uh, when I when I would do the uh, Omega Star Seven, which I did my own podcast that followed Omega Star Seven, which is just Dungeon Master Tips, which got five episodes before I fucking gave up on it. But um, um, I would when we did Omega Star, we would just sit and talk for like we would record like a bit, like one time, like one. I was like, you sexually harassed this, you sexually harassed this character. Go, and then I would just record it to see where their levels were at. And then I would say I would throw it away. I would save it for later, fun more for more fun stuff. But yeah, um, splice some shit together. But um, yeah, that's like uh, podcasting uh, is like you can always tell when they're not done well. Yeah. So far, people seem to be enjoying the You're, quality of from this. the episodes I've heard. They it sounds professional. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the goal here, folks. You know, we try to be as professional as possible over here at Beaten Walls Only, the studio in my fucking dining room. So where did you get that name from? <laughs> I would like to know. Um, so Beating Walls Only, the the logo has a has a uterus on it. Um, it's all starting to come together now. Uh, so all right. I'm really trying to remember how I got to beaten walls only, but um, I had it in the line because I was gonna, you know, use local up and coming people, you know, who could, you know, who are who are fucking up the game. I wanted some, something to like bridge that gap, you know. Um, and a friend of mine, he always like <laughs> whenever he brags about having sex with his wife, he's like, "I'm beating them walls, boy. I'm beating them walls, like beating the uterine walls." Yeah. Because even middle-aged men are still fucking 12 at heart. <laughs> oh, man. I think there's like there's like a time when like dudes will get... like I'm in this mode right now where dudes will get super like introspective and philosophical. Mm-hmm. Like you read about all these like famous philosophers and they all died before they were 35. That's because of around 35, you go back to being a fucking pervert. <laughs> oh, really? I think so. Oh, no. I'm 28, so I'm, I'm, I still have seven years. We'll see where I end up there. I'm tired of being a pervert, dude. I'm tired of... Have you not exited yet? How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, man. You might be a pervert forever, dude. No. Because, I mean, hey, I love ass and titties. That's fine, dude. I love ass and titties. Like, uh, it's just, uh, it's not good for the brain, you know? Not good for the brain to see all those ass and titties all over the internets. Yeah, I had to delete Facebook. It's it's Twitter for me. Twitter and Instagram. I don't get on. I I have I have a Twitter and I use it a little bit. Uh, the, my my big, my crowning achievement is I called out Kellogg's and they responded. Oh. And I, I I said if I remember correctly, I think it's pretty bold for Kellogg's to say they have the best pop tart in the universe, as mm. if as if uh, uh what did I say as if Fox Mulder didn't try to his entire career, FBI career trying to prove that aliens exist, something like that. And they're like. We think our pop tarts are pretty out of this world. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice little, uh, not a clap back, but it was a nice uh, little response for them. You know, keep it, keeping it like uh, with the theme of aliens and, and whatnot. We could talk about that all day. What, pop tarts or aliens? Well, we did talk about, you did promise me to talk about pop tarts. I did. <laughs> so let's, let's go with pop tarts, dude. Dude, pop tarts <laughs> fucking suck. 
Kellogg's, I'm calling you out. <laughs> what? Pop-Tarts? Well, okay. No, Pop-Tarts are great, dude. There's, uh, I like the brown sugar. The brown brown sugar's, sugars, dude, they're all good. But I need, I, need a, I need specifically a coffee mug of milk to enjoy Real the shit. Sugar. The only one I don't like is, be- is the fucking, like, chocolate cream one, the fucking almost Oreo one. Yeah, that one, like... It, it's too much. Like, one bite, you're like, all right, this is good. But second bite, you're like, all right. Do you remember when they had the freezable ones? Like back when, like, uh, well, I guess you probably would have been close to high school, but I was in middle school. Um, but they they did the frozen frozen ones. So they had like a chocolate chip cookie dough, and, like oh, a no. like a fudge swirl. I vaguely remember. But I wouldn't say I'm like up to date on my I got pop tarts. I got down with the frozen chocolate chip cookie dough ones. They they yeah they were really fucking good. <laughs> but the wild berry. I like strawberry. That's a, yeah. You said strawberry. I don't know. I'd strawberry like, is good. Strawberry I frosted, dude. That's my, you know what my go-to. Cherry can go to hell. I don't like the cherry pop tart. You know, dude. There's a cherry thing that I like. Oh, cherry pie is my favorite thing. Cherry pie is also my favorite pie. Well, fruit pie. Cherry pie or uh, apple pie. Cherry pie. Nope. Don't like apple pie. I love apple pie, dude. Are you fucking un-American? I, everybody <laughs> said I cannot. Dude, I, there's something about. Warm fruit that just freaks me out. That's why I don't like pineapple on pizza. Uh, it's not the fact that it doesn't taste good. It's just I don't like cooked fruit. Dude, I love pineapple on pizza. Pineapple and onions, dude. That's my go-to order. See, that sounds good, but like I would taste the warm... Like warm pineapple? Gross. It, dude, like, I've had some pretty bad pineapple. Like some, like some of them are pretty bad. I would say like the chain restaurant pizza places make the best ones. Like I'd say like maybe if the pizza was the cooked... fucking pineapples are dehydrated before they... You know. Yes. But if like the... Uh, if the pizza was cooked and then it was like fresh, cold, like refrigerated pineapple... I do like cold pizza, so that might work. I do like cold pizza. There's something about cold pizza that just like... I don't know what like you were, you were talking about nostalgia. That like there's something nostalgic about cold pizza. You remember being a kid and like not knowing how to use a microwave. That was yesterday. I didn't know how to work the microwave. <laughs> oh man, what a story! What a podcast, dude. We are fucking all over. The Where place. are we at right now? It's like been like 15 minutes. Uh, we're at an hour. Oh my god, we got to dude. Longest, what, what's your longest podcast? Uh, two hours. All right, we got we got to break it. <laughs> I would love to, but I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> no, it's good. I got you. I work at six fifteen every morning. I, I'm at eight. I didn't get I didn't get home from Philly till about midnight, and then I was so hyped up. It took me till about twelve thirty to actually fall asleep. Chuck uh, Tingle, bro. Get, Chuck. Let's get a couple more Chuck Tingles before we, before we, before we call well, it. Well, no. Like, let's let's circle back to your band. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about me? Yeah, let's talk about you, dude. Okay, fine. <laughs> your band, Bottom Shelf, co-lead vocalist. Who's the other lead vocalist? Uh, her name is Lexi. Lexi, the other lead vocalist in Bottom Shelf. She's a very talented musician, especially when it comes to singing. Okay. I I made a joke first. Uh, he's like the guitarist is my best friends and uh, Andy, and uh, he's like, we're in the car getting something for recording these demos for like my vocals before we take them. We needed a demo for the music video mm-hmm. so we could like mimic me screaming it. So uh, I'm like in the car. I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna be in this band until you realize you do not need me because once just Lexi, you write music for just her, you guys will literally make it. <laughs> 
Now, what kind of music is so this? So it's a mixture. So I'm going to say this as a hilarious nod to anyone who might listen to this. Um, we call it Dreamo. <laughs> I call it Dreamo. I mean, they call it like that as a joke, but I, I stick by it. It's a very stupid, stupid genre, but it's, it's like dream pop, a little bit of screamo. With me and the band, it's a little more hardcore. I scream, the, the original guy who's good at what he does, but like he was much more like, you know, Deaf Heaven or like some old, like Page, was it Page 99 or something like old school screamo? Where Never it's heard just of like, either of those bands. Deaf Heaven's awesome. Check them out. Okay. But, um, I would I would call them screamo. People like to call them black metal scream, like black oh, metal. But okay. they're like they sound pretty, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. they, they have like a pretty ethereal vibe to it. But um, I would say that like uh, Deaf Heaven's just screamo with blast beats yeah. and pretty guitar parts, a little bit of shoegaze in there. But um, this band's like a it's a mishmash of like dream pop, uh, shoegaze. I'll show you some later after this. But like it's a dream pop shoegaze. Hardcore. I would say a little bit of pop punk, a little bit of hardcore, a little bit of metalcore with me in the band because of my screaming style. It's all over the place, and I uh, I think we all like that, which is why I, could, I, I, I can't believe you're like a screamer because like your voice is very clear and not raspy. Yeah, I spent like we talked about that a little bit. Is like uh, I spent a long time. I, I I try to enunciate very well when I'm like doing something, and uh, I kind of carried over into screaming because I grew up with a stutter. So when I try to talk, I enunciate very clearly because I had to grow up being like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I said, so that kind of carried over into screaming. So that's why like, so my, if you listen to me scream, you can kind of understand what I'm saying, which mm-hmm. is, I get, I got that. A lot. I don't know that, but like, I get that a lot that like, that's like one of the positive qualities is like, everyone's like, you know, you're screaming, but I can understand what you're saying. And I'm like, well, I don't you like what you want, man. Like. So, I started, yeah. 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 Do you like, uh... Like, God. Brain. Question. There's, um... Yeah, do you have, like, any, like, rehabilitation shit for, like, if your voice ever... Well, I'm in it right now, so, um... When I was doing it really heavy, in 2014 to, like, 2017, I was... Oh, there I go. Uh, <clears throat> hold on. This podcast is brought to you <clears throat> by Tap Water. Um, so out of the Brita, out of the Brita, baby. So vaping is not a good idea. Yeah, it gives you a pop to your voice. So it already goes. It like kind of coats you, so your throat's a little sore. But when I was screaming heavily, I didn't have any problems. I I went on tour. I could scream and talk every day because I was like doing it so much at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, I stopped for a long time. So I was in a band called Persona Gray, which was a mixture of like synthwave and metalcore. So like the browning a little bit. No. Well, the browning was, I guess, a little more dubstep fueled than synthwave. Yes, but like we were like literally pop with like breakdowns, oh. and we would oh. scream and stuff. But like we were like like we we didn't we didn't write the hard parts, and then go do do do. We didn't do that. <laughs> we would write really cool parts that were like synth out and stuff, and then we'd like throw a breakdown on top. Okay. Of it. Oh. Uh, that band came out really cool, but it was impossible to play live, which is very difficult music and backtracking and drums were insane. Like. It was hard, and yeah. but when I when we were doing it heavily, I had no problems with my voice. Uh, I stopped for, I screamed for, I screamed one line in a little fire song, and since then I haven't really screamed. So, I'm like right now I'm trying to rehabilitate myself, which is uh, you just got to practice, and you know you got to get it because there's a way to do it to not hurt yourself, but right. 
it's like working out, you know, your vocal cords are a muscle. So like when you don't work out for a while, you're going to hurt until it doesn't hurt anymore. So like right now I'm kind of in the motion of like getting really strong with my voice again. Luckily my voice still sounds pretty good. I would say like we have a song called my catharsis that came out, which is like probably the heaviest I've ever sounded. So like, but yeah, I, I, I remember the time when like I was very, con- I was very concise and I should scream the same way every time. And now it's kind of like, is this going to be a good screaming day? Which is not where you want to be. Mm. But like when I was asked to be in the band, it was like a fucking, I was like, I'm going to do this. Am I going to do this? I'm going to do it. And then like, I was right into recording. So like it was, I was recording the EP, our first EP within a few weeks. Mm. And then I'm back in the studio recording again. And like, I'm also like a seasonal screamer. So like sometimes like if I record during the, uh, the, the fall months when things are a little more dry, I right. usually sound a little better. But um, during the summer when it's very moist out, moist, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it usually, I usually like get this kind of uh, rough voice to myself. And like I had practice last night because we have a show on Friday. Where at? Uh, New Brunswick, dude. New Brunswick? Where's New Brunswick? It's in New Jersey. That's right. Mm. Sorry, I have to go there. I said the same thing. It's a house show. It's a, it's a Vax only house show. Oh, Vax. You gotta bring your card to get in. I'm probably still gonna wear a mask, I think. Because, like, you know, I like that I'm vaccinated. I, um, but my thing is, like, I still don't wanna get sick. Like, I didn't get sick when I was wearing a mask all year, and I was out all the time. So I like the, I like the mask in a crowded area. I like that actually. I got I got sick when I was wearing the mask. I now have like now since I had it like like as soon as I was good to go, I was like fuck it, I had it, I'm good. I can I think I, I was just hoping I couldn't spread it. So, did you did you get anybody when you spread it a little bit? No, I did not. Locked out, dude. I did. You would have been the pariah. I would have. I would have. I would have felt fucking horrible if I gave it to somebody. But no, everybody I smoked with, everybody went and got tested, and it was just me. So. Live and learn. Can I tell you something about comedy before we get out of here? Yeah, for sure, dude. I think my biggest my biggest gripe with people in comedy, and just anybody in general, is like, and I think going forward what it's going to be is every special is going to be the same thing. Every special is going to have a 5 to 15 minute segment of talking about COVID, and I'm not looking forward to it. I specifically do not write COVID. I don't do COVID jokes. I've, when I've I did them, I didn't do That was the one thing I was like, I'm not touching this, dude. Fuck that. I wrote one COVID joke, and I compared it to uh, whippets. Yeah, I had I had a joke. I never told it, though. I was like, fuck that, dude. But let me hear your joke. I want to hear this whippet comparison. It's not very good, but it's basically, you know... Like most COVID jokes are, not very good. Yeah, I mean, so... It's like, COVID is the whippets of the disease world, you know? It's like, by itself, it's, a, you know, a little fun, enjoyable. But, like, you mix it with some heavy hitters, I'll have, that sh- have you talking to God. <laughs> I, um... I just think like the only joke that will ever work for a COVID joke is this. So how was your uh, how was your year last year? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's like <laughs> I mean, COVID, like COVID shit. I, it's just played out. It's just played out. It was played People- out the first day I came back for comedy. I was back for the first one. That was I was that was the first one. I came back for the first one back. And I, I feel was, like we've like had to have seen each other. No, there. I'm sure of it, dude. But I've only done since it reopened at Phantom Power. I've only done three sets. Yeah, one time I actually went and got a panic attack because I was like, I didn't feel like I was like, I'm like, Audrey's like, 
I'm like, Audrey, cut, cut, cut me off. I'm not doing it because I'm just like, I just felt like I was, I was going to bomb. That was the time. Go circle back. That's the time that like Ron, I was like, I, Ron's a cool dude, but I don't, I don't know him that well. So I don't know if I'm going to get pointed out here. And I'm already having like a panic attack. So I don't want to be. No, nah, Ron's not one to really point somebody out leaving. Now, if it was, do you know Damien? No. Damien would do that. He'd be like, why are you leaving during my set, bro? I love Damien. Dam- which one? Wait, which one's Damien? Damien Robinson. What's he look like? He is about my height. I think he's either a little taller or a little shorter. I can't really think about it now. Like I can't picture him now that I'm thinking about him. But a uh, black dude uh, usually wears a sports cap, uh, some type of music or anime shirt. Does um, he? Does he have the lunchbox? No, that's Charles. Because that dude is fucking hilarious. Love <laughs> Charles. Oh shit! Actually, fuck. I meant to. Fuck, Charles is doing Philly's funnest, funniest tonight. I meant to wish him good luck because he wished me good luck yesterday. You'll get him. Yeah, You'll get him. I'll shoot him a text after this. But yeah, Charles is hilarious. He was on this show. He was uh, yeah. he, was, he was early on. But um, but no. Not, yeah, I lo- everyone who's been doing like Kyle's great. Like both Kyle's, Ziegler and uh, Shayan. I love both those dudes. Kyle, Kyle Shayan's coming on next week. I love Kyle. I love, uh, we yeah. used to play like we not in, not bands together, but we've like our bands played with his bands, yeah. Amateur Theory and stuff like that. So when I saw him, I was like, God, fucking Kyle's here. Yeah, Kyle Shane, Kyle Zig. I need to get Kyle Ziggler. I love talking to him. He's funny, dude. I like yeah. that guy a lot. So he's quirky. He's adorable. And yeah, dude, he, his his set at the uh, he did the, he did the Halloween show. I forget what he did. Emo Phillips, mm. and that shit was off the chain funny. Like, like I was like, this dude's doing exactly like he did. Like this to do his research. Yeah. I didn't know we were doing that until the day of. So I did a little bit of Jerry Seinfeld. And then I just fucking was like, I'm going to tell a couple jokes. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. I don't remember doing the Halloween show. Maybe I was out of town or something. I don't know. It all blurs together, man. Like I couldn't tell like six months ago feels like it could have been this morning this morning feels like it could have been a year ago time is still blending together like it it hasn't stopped like it hasn't stopped man like ever since i left college like it goes by dude i have two kids like it goes by yeah i'm sure that's what that's what uh my one buddy told me one time it's just like you know once you have kids like you stop remembering what years were you just remember how old your kids were it's true so i don't know i don't have kids Yet. Will you ever? Uh yeah. No, I would like to I would like to have kids at some point. I think it's I mean, I I've always wanted kids. I mean not like I like where I'm at. Just I was pretty I was pretty adamant about like never having kids just because I wanted to like pursue a career, but now I'm just like was, Dude, careers are fucking worthless, bro. Like, yeah, see, that's exactly. Careers are fucking worthless. All they do is just give you stress, anxiety, and some money. Well, like, I think a big thing is like the reason I'm like afraid to do comedy uh, to try and pursue it because like I, when I do something, I do it. I try to do it the best way I can, the right way, and um, as you should. Like when I do comedy, I have a few like the best bits are the ones that are like very personal, as obviously something I you know believe in. Or something that's like about de- self-deprecating uh, on myself. Those are the ones that do the best because they're the ones that I like believe in the most. Because if they don't find it funny, at least I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you know, that's I always rely on the the humor of self-deprecation because like I can say whatever I want as long as it's about me. Mm-hmm. And if I found it funny, then I don't care if you don't find it funny. Right. 
But and if you say it and I don't find it funny, then fuck you, buddy. Well, there's been times, like, I, I heard that, like, there, I'm not going to, like, there was a comedian who we've mentioned who got made fun of by another comedian at a, at a show after his set, on the, and they did it on, during their set. And I was like, dude, if I would have been there, Dude, I'm, a I'm, inter- ro- I'm interested oh. to see who we're talking about. I will after this. We'll talk about it, but like, or we can just start some absolute drama. On no, no, I, I only know the one half. I only know that person's name, so uh, okay. I'm not gonna start it and not finish it. Um, I was like, dude, if I was there, I would have stood up and heckled because let's the, start rumors, dude. Dude, like. no, 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 no. I'm not starting rumors. <laughs> that happened. If you're listening, I got a person who was made fun of. I I said to you on Twitter and in a private message, I've always got your back. That still stands true today. If that ever that shit ever happens again, and I'm there, I will heckle until that person <laughs> cries. And I, I I'm gonna hearken back to my first time doing comedy as a little story to to close out on because I think, I think you'd appreciate it. My wife, my wife Ashley, my wife, who you know, um, heckled every comedian at the first time I did. She was drunk and did heckled every <laughs> single person, <laughs> and some of them found it amusing. Some of them did not. Yeah. But I, I stand by the fact that uh, my wife, if I could ever convince her to do comedy, would be the funniest one. She, you should bring her out sometime. I've uh, no, I'm not doing that because <laughs> she'll heckle everybody. <laughs> just you know, just do less alcohol. That's I was like every every time after I was like you're getting one and that's it, dude. Because <laughs> like I was like that, but again I did okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I like uh, she heckled every single. I'm trying to remember who she heckled, but. I'd rather to deal with drunk hecklers than sober people who are just yapping their fucking gums. Oh, dude. So, like, the thing is, like... Because that pisses me off. Like, all right, all right, if you're trashed, I can let that slide. You're hammered. You know, it's annoying, yeah. but whatever. I can have a fun... I can have fun with drunk people. But then, like, if you're just sober and you're just talking through my set, go fuck yourself, dude. Well, dude, like, my thing is, like, that's all I want is someone to heckle me. Like, but like, not in a mean way. Just yeah. like answer me, because yeah. I will have a, I'll have a five minute conversation. I, I am funnier in a conversation than I am on the mic. Yeah, I think that's most comics, at least comics at this level. And like, <laughs> so like, all I want is someone to be like, man, I'll be like, oh, what's your name? Like, and we'll just go, yeah. like, just for fun, like, because apparently I, I make, I, I, I seem to make fun of people when I don't mean to. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> and uh, like yesterday, I was like, someone was like, you know, he has a music degree, and I'm like, well, is he fucking using it right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're not meaning to be like short, so what? Slight, slight handed. Yeah, well, it's 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 nothing. Backhanded. Again. It's you're nothing not trying like, to be backhanded. Well, I was making dude. a point about the music industry. I was like, he he has a college degree. I fucking don't. Like, why the fuck would? I'm not making he he did it. He has a degree and that degree is worth something. It's right. like I got nothing, dude. So like it has nothing to do with him getting a degree. It's everything that like the music industry, even in an educational sense, is trying to take advantage of hopeful people. Right. It's always been like that, and I'd hate fucking music because of it. That's why I like comedy, which is the same fucking thing. But, but it's a lot more darker and hopeless. Yeah, and I I I like I comfort in the chaos, if you will. Amen, brother. You got to thrive in that shit. You got to thrive in the chaos. It's always like, I don't like being, um, what's the word? Nihilistic? No. Um, Funny? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like I hate I hate being still. I hate being stagnant. Like I need yeah, no, I'm I need the same way. I need chaos to like kind of revel in. Like the crazier shit is, the more on top of things I am. So it's like um when I was I've been kind of I've been kind of lazy because of the heat here these last couple of weeks. But like my normal routine is, you know, work 6:15 till about 4:30, 5 o'clock, and then I'll go to jujitsu, and then I'll run to the comedy mic, and I would do that two or three times a week. That's a fu- I don't get home till 10, 10:30 most nights. That's a that's a hell of a schedule. It's but, a hell of a schedule, dude. But it's so busy. Like I was on top of my shit. Laundry was done. Food prepped. Like everything was on on top of the game. Like I need the I need the. You fucking, need structure. Yeah, I'm the same way. So like my day is like. Is that, is that what it is? I need structure. Put it this way. So like if I don't do anything, my house becomes a huge mess. Yep. Uh, my kids get. Oh, my daughter's you know five months old, so she's not fucking really giving a. You just look at her and she's happy. Yeah. My son needs the. He needs to be paid attention to, mm. and he is rowdy. He is ra- he is most, one of the most rally- sons are yes as as is normal but um my day is like I get up at seven I get out of the door by seven thirty get to work by eight get home at four hang out with my kids or do some graphic design some kind of like if I have if I have like like business stuff like graphic design or if I'm back to the pod if I have to edit a podcast or whatever I'll do that and then I will do then I'll hang out with the kids until like eight o'clock they're both in bed. And then I, if I have time, I try to stream a little bit, like do video game streaming. Um, and then I will 10.30, unplug, go, go, uh, go to bed. I'll watch an episode of Dragon Ball Z and listen to ASMR until I fall asleep. Oh, so you do the ASMR to put you to sleep? Yeah, I do. I, try, I, try I have to stranglehold that. myself to sleep. I have to give myself melatonin. Sometimes I will drink a shot or a couple shots. And I know it's not good for you for a good night's sleep, but if, I, if I'm like, dude, it's like midnight, dude, I got to be awake in seven hours, yep. I will put myself to sleep. Yeah, uh, uh, with the melatonin, take some, uh, I think, what, magnesium? I have a uh, so I used to just take straight melatonin. Now I have like a, a gummy from Target that's the magnesium in it. I got some chamomile. I think, I think you'll like. What do you got? Uh, it's called Night Shred. It's a sleeping aid. It's supposed to invoke uh, fat burning, but it, I think it's more of a sleep aid. Uh, but it's fucking. You take two, knocks you out like thirty minutes. But and then you feel good the next day. It's yeah. Like, like even if you only get like a couple hours of sleep, you're not like because like I took Zequil. One time I couldn't sleep, and it was like midnight, and I had to be up at 5 o'clock in the fucking sure. morning, and I was, like, I was falling asleep driving down the turnpike to get to work, and I was like, this is not cool. But I never had that problem with the night shred. I have to check that shit out, dude. Yeah, it's well, it's well worth the money. Well, yeah, structures, and I, I think like in success, structure is important, and especially for the unstructured ADHD folk. Hey, um, ADHD. It's like... <laughs> because it, there has to be something that's static in your life. You have to rely on something. Yeah. And like, if you don't, it's like you're like it's like your only line in the storm. And you let if you let it go, you're just you have to find it again. And then you're like, fuck. So like when I was doing my podcast, it was like, uh, get home from work, hang out with the kids, eight o'clock, edit podcast. Yep. And then it was like, okay, we're done. That's your thing. Go to bed. Now it's stream. Or it's uh, write music. For a while, it was I'm gonna I'm gonna practice playing the synths and write some music. And then, you know, like I just need something that's like I can rely is there. So like, structure is important, I think. That's like that's like jujitsu for me, because like uh, you gotta get it out somewhere, dude. Yeah, and plus like it just 
it's just uh, oh, I don't even know how to explain it, but it is it is just so it's refreshing. It's refreshing to go there because it's a it's a it's a stress relief. It's challenging. It's like physically, like, I have a physical job. Yeah, and, but like and like I'll like I'll be beat from work. And I'll go to jujitsu. It's I'll always leave. good to like beat yourself with like exercise, yeah. not work. Because work, I hear that work is not exercise. It's just because you're like lifting stuff does not mean you're exercising because it's not repetitive and there's no like enjoyment out of it. Uh, I don't know, man. You can lose weight. Like, listen, it's, I mean, like you know, like when I, I cut I, trees for a living. Uh, okay, well that's different. I would say that's like <laughs> an artisan's job, so that's a little different. But uh, I so like when I I worked I work in paper. I work in I'm a printer. But um, when I worked at a place uh, over here. Uh, the, the plant was huge, so I would wear I would wear a pedometer, uh, an Apple Watch, or a fucking something that mm-hmm. Count, steps, counts your steps. Fitbit yeah. for a while, uh, tick watch for a while. But um, I would get twenty thousand steps a day. Yeah, and then I would go home. If it like I, well, that was during on second shift, so I I would start my day by walking a mile, and then I would go to work. Right. So I was like 165 pounds, and I had to eat like 3,000 calories a day just to stay over 165 because everyone wants to be the pretty skinny boy, but like I didn't like when I get real thin, I'm like, dude, I'm like really thin right now, dude. Like I look sickly. I weighed 165 in sixth grade. Yeah, well, everyone's <laughs> got different body types and heights, man. Like I'm a I've I'm never... small frame, dude. So like when I put on weight, you see it. Damn. I'll show you a picture of me at 205 pounds. It does not look good. <laughs> well, shit, dude. We are at an hour 20 here. Do you want to push it for the 30? <laughs> you want to? Well, it usually takes about 10 minutes while we do this. Cause I'm sure we'll get distracted. <laughs> yeah, of course. But so you've you've listened to the podcast, but I like to end on positive affirmations. Words of wisdom. From me? Yes, from me. Oh, my God. Okay. I thought you were going to... I felt you were going to ask this question. Hold on. So, like I said, structure is important. And, uh, you know, if you're a comedian... Like, I'm not not a famous comedian, nor will I probably ever be, but... (laughs) Not with that attitude, buddy. Maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll be there next Monday, but... um, Yeah, pull up. We'll have a good time. Yeah, I fucking might. As long as everyone's there. But I would say for anyone, um, success is not measured in uh, monetary gains as a musician, the idea that you'll make money in the industry is ludicrous. And if you're out there playing your guitar thinking you're going to make it, just give up now. I just want to save you that pain. But I'm going to harken back to a person who was like kind of like a mentor to to me um, when I worked at CI Records. Um, He once told me, and I'll tell you, you do something because you love it, not because it's what makes you money. And so whatever that is, do it because like, don't try to make a, don't take, take, take from my failures. Do not take every single of your, every single one of your loving, loved hobbies and turn them into a career opportunity. I, I, I played D and D and I tried to turn that into a TikTok sensation and it got pretty far, but then I fucking hated D and D afterwards. Yeah. I got synths because I love synth wave. I just wanted to write synth music for fun. I tried to start an Instagram. It did. It's doing okay, but like I feel like I beat myself into trying to make it a thing. Don't make things a thing. Just be you. Yeah. And if you feel like you're accomplishing something, you most likely are. 
That's good. Like That's don't good. don't look at the success of others to measure your own success because honestly, any I can name you a thousand famous people who are successful monetarily who fucking want to kill themselves. I feel like there's a lot of people. So I feel like there's a lot of people in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're listening, I mean, like, if you like comedy, like, the reason I don't do comedy as much as I do is because, like, I respect it, and I feel like I don't give my, I don't, I don't put out what I find to be when I, when I do comedy. When I, when you see me on stage, it's because I feel like I got something funny to say. Yeah. Not because I'm just doing it because I feel obligated to. It's the one bastion of my passions that I have not sullied with trying to make it. And, yeah. Yeah. So, like... To affirm you, I respect comedians, and if I know probably most of your listeners are the other comedians, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, know that I care about all of you, and I I love you, and thanks for always welcoming me with open hands when I do show up. Hell yeah, dude, that's good stuff. No, it's uh, it's really interesting you say that because um, it's it's not been a thought, but obviously, like, I would love to turn this into a career. I would love to get paid because I like. Don't get me wrong, I love cutting trees. I've been doing it my whole life, but. It's very taxing. Very taxing on the body. Very taxing sure. on the mind. It's like I've fucking I've almost been pulled through a chipper. I watched a a goddamn tree fall on my coworker while he was on a lift. Like it was like it's really really taxing, scary shit. You know, I'm always inches away from death. Uh, so it's like I'm trying to make more money by less stress. And like to me, comedy is kind of that outlet. But I know the odds of me getting put into the professional circuit are slim. So it's like I've been having this internal. But they're never none. They're exactly. So I've been having this internal battle of, you know, of like trying to like keep in my mind that this is just a hobby. Don't take it so seriously. You know, if it starts getting to the point where you do get somewhere, you know, just take it as it comes. But then I'm also having the battle of like, well, if it's like, if I'm just doing it as a hobby, should I just chill and focus on other shit that, you know? So, you know, it's just an interesting point. I think, I think, I think a big thing, uh, I've, I had it to, to build on that really well, but, uh, where did it go? It was really good. ADHD. If I named my episodes, that would be the name of this episode. (laughs) Comfort in the chaos or ADHD. I like both of those, but, uh. It was, um, oh fuck, dude! And this is I got I got to get the salary. It's gonna bug me till I go home. Chuck Tingles, okay. <laughs> <laughs> pounded no, in the butt. Pounded, I've been pounded in the butt by my own ADHD. <laughs> but uh, I'm just holy fuck, dude. What, what was the middle thing you said? Like three sentences back. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well ask me, like you know. How old I was when I first wiped my own ass. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I have dude. no idea what I, <laughs> I have no idea what I just said two sentences Holy ago. Holy fuck, dude! Oh um, fuck! Let me think. Let me think. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, arguing with myself, like you know, keep it while well, keeping it checked that you know this is just oh, a hobby. There. Keep going. Um, you know. But, oh, that's it. Okay. You know when you meet someone who's trying way too hard, yes. and you. Uh, immediately disengage from them. You're like, yep, that is too I much am that you. person a lot. The disengaging no. or the too hard? I I am, like, if you're listening to Tom Segura. Yeah, I love Tom Segura. Um, he has a bit, one of my, he's my favorite comedian, but he has one, he has a bit that's uh, like, I, I embrace crazy ideas. I'm the same way. 
but I am also the person with crazy ideas. Yes. And um, I am only successful in my terminology, my personal terminology, when I don't get so intense. Yeah. You know the old saying that like a person who wants leadership doesn't deserve it? Right. It's the same thing. You want to be a comedian, but are you a comedian? Right. You know what I mean? And like that's part of being a comedian is about because like that's what makes comedy so good is when you are being you on stage and making it funny. You know, if you're trying to be somebody else on stage, like the crowd's gonna know that you're not being genuine. They know. They know. People know. Like, um, you know those TikToks. You know they're never gonna know. Well, bitch, we know. Yeah, we know, dude. And like. I lost it again. I had, I had, I had the last thing. I had the, I had the last oh, word. Damn, I Fuck. fucked it up. No, I no, you had you no, up, no, 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 no. I, 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 I indulged. Um, what was the last thing I said? Don't, don't be that person. You're not a comedian. If you are a comedian, when I was a, when I was so musician, because we talked about a lot of my comedy when I've only done it twenty times. <laughs> but he's in a band. He's been in a lot of bands. I do stand up on stage sometimes as a musician, but um, never good. But um, as a musician as a screamer when i learned how to scream i tried to be someone else i tried to mimic their voice mm-hmm. i got a dvd called the zen of screaming which if you're a, if you're a harsh vocalist you know exactly what that is um andrew wk is on there it's like one of the interviews during who it. is that that sounds very he's funny. the guy that goes uh Let's have a party, party. Let you know he's the party guy. He has like the long black hair, wears like the bloody makeup on his under his nose, and wears all that white. You know, when it's time to party, we will always party hard. That's nope. like Draw- that's dude. Listen to Andy WK, but he says um, Keith Buckley's on it too, if I remember correctly. He's every time I die. But um, Andy WK made a very interesting point, and this is this is my final word of affirmation. It's a, it's applicable to all forms of success. You were, de- and I'm going to paraphrase it because I just I haven't seen it in 10 years, but you were dealt a hand of cards in your life. It is your job to play them, not try to seek out other cards. I learned those, how to scream that those way. Are damn good. Damn good words. So if you're, if you are a comedian, you make people laugh without having to have a conversation with someone, you just make them laugh. Why aren't you behind a mic? You know? If if you uh if you want to do uh, death course vocals, but you sound like something like that I would listen to in 2011, why are, why aren't you in a band like that? Right. You know, like and always work towards what you want, but never. If you need to feel validated, do what you can do. Everyone can do something. Yeah, for sure. Huh. That's good. That's good stuff, man. Well, all right. That's it, dude. That's the podcast. You want to plug your social medias? Accounts, All right, you or? can. Uh, I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug. Uh, you can follow me on the ever changing handle on Instagram. Sky makes sounds. It's exactly what it sounds. No spaces, none of that. Sky makes sounds. Uh, you can check out my band Bottom Shelf. You can check out my old band Persona Gray. You can check out It Looked Like Fire, where I play bass and I'm still kind of in that band. Um, it's all on Instagram. I don't do Facebook anymore. I do have a uh, yeah. I just don't. I don't use Facebook. It's a horrible place. Facebook is a cesspool. Uh, you know, I have a Twitter. I believe it's under my normal name, Skylar J Giordano. But I don't know. Just follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of people who probably listen to this already. So, but yeah, check out my bands. Uh, check out my uh, podcast, Omega Star Seven. It's coming back. Uh, if you like D and D, check out my TikTok. Me, myself, and Sky. 
You can listen <laughs> to all sorts of D and D tips on how to get into it. Um, Fuck! I really wanted to talk to you about D and D, but we keep getting distracted. That's, that's that. That's that's the next episode. Yeah, next time. Next time. We'll run a D and D game at your table. I'm for it. All right, I'll run it for you. I'm for it. I'll have to get some more mics. <laughs> I got a couple. I got a couple of dynamics like this. Good. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, Skyler, jeer down it. Give it up for Skyler Borgiorno. Borgiorno. <laughs> Gorlami. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Giordano. That's me. That's Skylar Giordano. Fuck, I still can't. You goddamn Italian. Giordano. Giordano. There we go. Giordano. All right. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Beaten Walls Only in the books. Thanks for listening. See you, everybody.